Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. Then suddenly, I was awakened from my dream by a loud thumping on the side of our boat. By CPS, Child Protective Seals. I stumbled out onto the dock, still in my PJs. And furthermore, we need to ask you a few questions about the baby seal you saw yesterday. Two huge harbor seals were lying about six feet away from me. They were following up on the incident. You were heard asking where the mother was. Do you have any information on who the mother is? I said, I did not. Why didn't you report the incident when you first saw it? You're a mother. You should know that early intervention is the best chance an abandoned baby has for survival. I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what was going on or how to reach you. The brown one grunted and the gray one said, with all respect, ma'am, you could have used your seal phone. I said, there were so many people there. I assumed everything was okay or that one of the other adults would call it in. The seals looked at each other. The gray one said, you assumed everything was okay? Really? Because we have witnesses saying you were hyperventilating, your pupils were dilated, and you kept muttering, where is the mother? It seems to me you knew something was wrong, and you did nothing. The brown seal said, those other people were tourists, ma'am. You live here. You are that baby's closest neighbor. We share this harbor, ma'am, and you as good as left that baby out there as a plaything slash snack treat for those pack dogs from the fishing dock. I took a step back. Dr. Greybeard jumped into the cockpit and whispered, Everything okay? I signaled him to get back in the boat, but it was too late. The gray seal had smelled him and said, Come on, Brown. She's got a dog in there. Brown said, Well, that explains it. They did that giant worm-looking move thing, yelling, Seal hater, and dropped into the water. What the hell? Greybeard said, Sorry, Anne. This is not your battle. Go back to bed. Let it go. Seal hater? Really? I said, Those harbor seals are harboring some serious anger. <laughs> Great news. Marie told me the baby seal thing was her fault. Sweet. She said she felt terrible about it. She said she felt terrible about not telling me that it was okay for the babies to be on the beach or something like that, that it was safer in the water while the mother was hunting. I don't know. I stopped listening after she said it was her fault. I feel great now. Thanks, sis. It does bring up an exciting and troubling new philosophy. However, I call it the conservation of mess. Okay, so basically the law states, one, a mess is created or destroyed in an emotional reaction, and two, the total mess of the reaction is greater than or equal to the total mess of the reactants. That's it. That's why I'm having all this anxiety and guilt, because I am surrounded by people who are making a mess but are not reacting or feeling the equal and opposite responsibility, guilt, and shame. The emotional mess of contrition and regret is not being used up by the people who committed the mess. The equation is not balanced, and so the mass of the emotional mess has to go somewhere. And who better than a mother to take that on? And who better than an older sister, who is also a mother, to take it again and say, Hey girl, my bad. Thanks, sis. I love science. I met with Dr. Banana today. I told him about the CPS and how Greybeard told me not to worry about it, that the food chain is five miles long and on every link a heart does dangle. Nana said, 
isn't that a quote from a Joan Baez song, Silver Dagger? And I said, yes, I believe it is. He said, does that song have meaning for you? And I said, no. So anyway, we talked some more about my troubles and how they affect my lack of functioning in human society, which we are euphemistically addressing as my intonation issues. And I asked him quite bluntly, if I'm having trouble with my social cues with other humans, shouldn't I be seeing a human therapist? To which Dr. Nana answered with equal bluntness, you tell me. I thought about it, and I think maybe it's okay. Maybe it's even better. Working on my relationships with a banana slug sort of reduces the components of my interactions with humans to a more essential level. For example, okay, I don't have an example, but I'm sure there is one. I can't think of it, but I'm pretty sure there is a good example, maybe. Dr. B. Nana asked me about my marriage. I said it was fine and that I wasn't there for marriage counseling. He said, wow, that sounded very avoiding. Are you sure you're not being defensive? And I said, if I wanted to avoid, I would say something like, yeah, no, my moorage is fine. The docks are solid. The seals are a little aggressive, but the marina has a pump out service with the liveaboard fee, which is like awesome. The reason I said I wasn't there for marriage counseling is because I feel like my marriage is the only relationship I am comfortable in right now. And while I don't mind talking about it, even happy talking about it, I just don't want to get off track. Dr. Banana said, oh, I'm sorry, do you have a train to catch? Are my rates so fucking high that you can't take five fucking minutes and give me a little background information on the one, and I might add the one and only relationship that is working for you? Do you think I was being gratuitous or off point to ask for just a little goddamn information? I'm trying to diagnose you, and all I get are like talking seals and shit. Come on, work with me. Excusez-moi. What would you like to know? Dr. Banana said, just say the first thing that comes to mind. I said, about my marriage. Well, okay, let's see. We do this thing that I call our sitting next to each other thing, where we sit next to each other, hence the name. For example, we did it tonight when he came home from work. We sat next to each other. He caught up with the kids, we had dinner, and all the while, we sat next to each other. Then we kept sitting next to each other. I love it. Sometimes we talk and share things, make plans, but both of us are pretty burnt out right now. So mostly we just sit like that, sit next to each other. We hold hands sometimes, maybe look at each other, but we don't really say anything. I feel like it's good practice for when we die and get buried next to each other. Wait, that sounds really macabre and wrong, I think. Is it wrong? I'm just saying, it feels peaceful and quiet there, sitting next to him. And when I am sitting there next to him, I feel like I have moved on to a better place. And I am survived by my children, whose actual chances for surviving me go up considerably the more I can sit next to my husband and feel good. Dr. B said, I'm glad to hear you feel that way. I said, there's one more thing. Sometimes when I'm not sitting next to him, I pretend that I'm sitting next to him. The Furthermore Soggy is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth, and edited and produced by me, Sophia Coleman. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. Uh, 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 uh.